assistant coach of the Merrimack Warriors is Phil Roy joins us here and uh, well first of all Phil let's look back last week the game against Providence on a Friday night two to nothing win for Providence really a one nothing game with the empty netter uh, looked as though all night long maybe your club was just off a little bit what happened last week well I think you you just nailed the, the you just nailed it on the head um, we had a good week obviously starting off with the Friday Saturday against BC uh, felt pretty good after that carrying it on to uh, the U-20 team, Team Sweden, um, and and those are the weeks that, that our guys love. Not a lot of practice, a lot of games, and and uh, you know we, we had a high, and and uh, we just it just n nothing clicked on fri on Friday against Providence. Um, you know our guys were ahead of the puck, behind the puck, uh, different pages. <clears throat> Excuse me. So as as a coaching staff, it was, it was obviously frustrating. Um, you know, power play wasn't clicking, and then and then we came in in the third period, and then our guys kind of went back, and 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 at that point, kind of started clicking a little bit more on third, and and uh, too uh, too little, too late. And at the same time, credit to Providence. Um, you know, there there's a lot of similarities that my first year when I was at, at Merrimack. You know, they they just had a simple system, a simple forecheck, and and they worked at it, and uh, you know, they all bought in the same uh, the same mindset, and they just Outworked us and pushed us around and, and capitalized on their chances. So, um, but that's that's hockey. That's college hockey. You know, that's NHL. That's AHL. That's that that's, that's the game. You need a winner and a loser. Um, and and you know, we had a, a good week of practice. Um, you know, obviously we we had to change a few things and, and definitely bring a different mentality this week of practice. And this is a great challenge. And, and as as everyone knows, there's no easy games in hockey East. So, um, you know, we don't have a, a bye week or, or weekend or weaker opponent to, to kind of restructure our, our confidence. We're going straight head-to-head uh, -head against uh, BU here. So um, so I'm excited about this weekend. Again, it's it's, uh, it's something that you got to go through to, to keep going forward. And, and uh, I'm pretty happy with this week of practice. So we'll see how it correlates tonight. Well, you work with the power play at Merrimack, and you've had a couple different uh, units uh, this season and shifting guys around. Uh, what are we going to see this weekend? Uh, who are the guys on, on the units that we're going to see, and, and how, if any, has things have things changed from last week? Uh, they have a little bit. We've added the third unit, which is named third unit. Um, you know, we called the, the first unit gold and the blue, and then we, we came up with a third unit. Um, and uh, you know you're going to see the same uh, same face on the on the gold. You can see Chris Barton on the half wall. You're going to see uh, Cucci down low by the side of the net. You'll see Brandon Broadhag uh, in front of the net, and we'll have uh, Stefan DaCosta uh, at the blue line and Carl Storley at the blue line. And then from there we've got some some set roles and set plays that we want our guys to shift to. And then on the blue uh, power play, it's going to be the same faces. We're going to have. Uh, um, Mr. Collins on a half wall. We'll have uh, Sean uh, Sean Bates uh, down low, and um, Jesse Todd net front with uh, Brendan Ellis and uh, Jordan Haywood. And again, they've got some specific uh, looks and specific plays that we're looking. And then after that, it's a hockey game that's going to break out. And then on the third unit, well, I'll, I'll surprise you and uh, keep your uh, your uh, awareness on for the game and, and uh, we're hoping to kind of put all three of them and give BU a different look with the third unit, uh, something that they haven't seen this year yet um, with again, some, some of these uh, players on it, uh, just the different spots.
how much of an impact does scouting play either, you know, I'm talking about here advanced scouting, either the scouting that you guys do of the team you're about to play or the scouting that they're going to do? Because, for example, last week we saw with the power play, there was a, you guys like to set up with the, with the first unit where you'll have uh, Story and DaCosta at the blue line. A lot of times they like to exchange places and try to confuse the, the, the defense a little bit. And it looked as there was a play where, where, where they were set to do that, and then you saw that Providence read it perfectly and was able to stop that from happening. They had to adjust and reset and go in a different direction. So, uh, you must have to constantly throughout the season try to change things up and, and, and give the defense a different look than they're used to seeing. Absolutely, and that's the fun part about the, the running a power play. It's, it's something that's always growing. Um, you know, you're always looking at different pieces, at different players. Um, you know, as far as killing, there's there's uh, there's the very there's you're limited as far as how many time, how many ways to kill. You know, pretty much you're forcing everywhere or you're passive everywhere or you're forcing certain areas of the ice down low or up high. Um, so, you know, you're kind of restricting that in that sense. So, uh, like BU's power, uh, PK has changed from last year to this year. They're a lot more aggressive this year. Last year, especially at their rink, which is a little bigger than ours up high, they're a little bit more passive, a little bit more fronting trying to block shots versus going at it tonight. From what we've seen against Maine, they're going to be aggressive everywhere, all over the ice. So uh, that's part of the reasons why we create the third unit. So how does that change what you guys will do tonight then? Well, we've uh, it's a different mindset. You know, we're, we're changing a few pieces, like I said, and, and we've created that third unit. Um, but also what we tell our guys throughout the week of what to expect and how to move the puck. Um, so, you know, there's different ways to, when, when, when teams are pressuring, do you want to set it up first and move the puck around, or do you want to roll into what exactly we want to roll right off? the bat and when they're passive vice versa um, so we've practiced that all week and, and to answer your, your, your question uh, video is a huge part of the game today um, you know we're using easy exchange so we don't have to wait for the mail to come in on Tuesdays or Wednesdays I mean it's uploaded on Sundays we can start looking at it Sunday night Sunday afternoon uh, and then we start peeling the layers uh, so there's a lot more video again done um, at the same time it, it could be dangerous for coaches and players because you can overuse it um, so we're trying to keep it short and, and, and really attack what we need to attack as far as what our guys need to see. Uh, and then after that, it's, it's verbal description and, again, uh, week of practice and so on. But there's a lot more video going on than the last couple of years, yeah. I want to talk about recruiting more generally. I know you can't comment on players who may or may not have, have committed or given verbals yet, but how, how, how do you guys feel about the way the recruiting has gone so far? And, and, and it seems like you guys have spent an awful lot of time on the road the first couple of months this year. Yeah, especially this year and, and the year you know the year before and, and you know uh, my predecessors and it's it's been a work in progress. Um, you know we're at a stage I feel anyways we're at a stage now that we can go in different pockets of, of different junior leagues and we're well represented and people know who we are and and it's easier to, to, to recruit in that sense. Uh, you're coming in the rink and people know who Merrimack is and they have a, a friend of a friend or an ex teammate or a teammate that's committed to us and and uh, they're excited about the opportunity come to a small Catholic school in Boston or greater Boston area playing in Hockey East. So, um, you know, for, for people that are looking at this and saying, oh, they have it cooking, it, like anything else, it took a lot a, a lot in, in a couple of years and a lot of air miles uh, to get this going where it is now. But we have been, um, you know, we have been fortunate in the last couple of months um, to, to get the players that, you know, a lot of players that we want. Um, and the players that want to come to Merrimack, so it's it's a perfect marriage. So we're 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 excited what we have coming in, and, and uh, we're looking forward to continue to add to that. So then, w w 
when you go and you and you look at players, uh, I guess uh, you know from when you you first become aware of a player. I'm sure I know every player is different, but in general, when you become aware of a player and you talk about it and you decide we want to go after this guy, and then you finally get the verbal from him, how much time does that usually take? It all depends. Uh, every case is different. We've got some. We had a, a commit basically. Mark pick up the phone, talk to him for about a minute, and the, the kid committed on 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 the, on the phone without a visit. Um, we've got other players. How long had that been since you had first seen him? Uh, probably about a month or less than that. Okay. So it was it was fairly quick. Okay. Um, there's other ones where you've got to sit and be patient and wait for the right time for him to visit and then give him enough time to think about it. And then there might be a couple glitches here and there, academically or financial and so on and so forth. Or you're competing with other schools. So right. it's it's a tough question to ask. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate with some of the players to go quick. Other ones we've had to wait. Um, and, and I can tell you that, that probably in the last couple months and, and probably the last six or seven months, we've been able to get the guys that we want. Uh, so that's, that makes it all uh, a lot more uh, enjoyable and, and takes a little bit of the stress of waiting and sitting on your hands now. Um, and then like anything else, you have your number one, your number twos, and your number threes in each position. Um, and then the way we, we recruit is, is we look at the league, the way rules are going. Uh, for example, contact to the head, uh, you know, charging, you know, hitting from behind and that sort of thing. And then and looking at what we have and then who's leaving and what we need to replace. Do we need to add a different element or, or bring someone that's similar to what we have? Uh, so it's kind of a big puzzle we're all putting together. And, and uh, I've been fortunate to, to work uh, with Mark, uh, Coach Dennehy, and, and, and Coach Stewart, Glenn Stewart. That, uh, you know, we, it's been working. It's been a good uh, a good. Uh, coaching staff so far and, and like I said we've been we've been happy with our recruits and been lucky in some of them too. Well thank you very much Phil. We'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate it. Anytime.